Welcome to the Progressing Recruiters Lives Everywhere podcast, brought to you by Amoria Bond. In this week's episode, we'll be exploring what life is like for a recruiter in regards to their mental game and their well-being. In each episode, we really go into what it's like to be a recruiter from those first weeks of training to those life-changing moments. And I think it's a real insight to the limitless nature of the role of a recruiter. So you can learn a lot of skills in this role. You can progress a lot. And uh, I think the idea of this podcast really is to show you why to choose a career and life in recruitment. And today we're lucky enough that Lisa, Lisa Garner, our head of uh, L&D for our Manchester office, our group head of L&D based in the Manchester office, will be walking through her thoughts on well-being and why it's important for recruiters and in fact all employees and she'll be giving us a little bit of insight about how we do that at Amoria Bond and what you can do as well. Welcome Lisa. Thank you very much Andy, yes nice to be here. Yeah it's good to finally um, talk properly a little bit like this right you know rather than via email or whatnot and uh, uh, be good to see you in person soon. Definitely it is nice, it's nice because we're quite connected even though we're all in different countries, I quite like that. Yeah, it'll be good to meet face to face. Very nice. So maybe start by introducing yourself, who you are, and, and tell us a bit about your role within Amoria Bond. Yeah, so I'm Lisa Garner. I'm the new group L&D manager. So I've been with Amoria Bond for four weeks. This is week four. Um, and my job really is to bring together L&D globally. Um, we have a fantastic L&D offering. So it's just a brilliant role that I've got, an amazing team all around the world. So yes, I'm very blessed. It's a great role. <laughs> well, you also fresh eyes, so you can you can really come in and add to it, right? You can add those layers and and tweaks and and take it to the next level. Absolutely, that's massively the remit because there's a lot to work with, but there's so much we can do, um, and well-being goes very hand in hand with learning. Because learning is actually one of the best things for your, your mental well-being. It's one of the pillars of well-being. So, yeah, they're very well connected and I'm very passionate about it. Nicely put. You've, you've taken us really nicely into it, really. So why, why is it so important to you? So I think that I started in recruitment in the year 2000. So I'm 22 years in now. And it's a very, very different landscape. Um, you'll you'll have had this yourself, Andy. You'll have seen so many changes throughout the years. If we're to go back to 2000 when I started in recruitment, it was almost worn as a badge of honour to be stressed and de-stressed. You know, to be you know in constant fight or flight mode. And I remember loving the job. I really loved the job. It was great. It, there's so much success that you can feel. It's a great feeling, job satisfaction. But I remember thinking, surely if people were happy, this will be a much better job and people will be more successful. So I think that's what took me on the journey. And when I started to manage a team, I thought, yeah, my team are going to have good mental health. They're going to have well-being. They're going to have support. And we're going to have conversations. Let's be authentic. Let's talk about how we're feeling. And that had a really positive impact. We were a really, really high performing team and we were happy. So happiness and recruitment going hand in hand instead of that really old fashioned, oh, God, aren't they brilliant? They're so stressed. <laughs> yeah, you, you badge of honour is the right word, right? And it, recruitment and maybe in other sectors, but that idea of being um, 
hard about it somehow. I, you know, I, I've got to keep going and keep going, which is which is fine to be determined. But um, yeah, you've you've got to have some balance to it. You know, you know, I, I think it's all about how you set yourself up for a successful day, a week, a month. You know, you've got to have some sort of habits, right, that, that allow you to have that success. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, really agree. And then I suppose my journey along this route, um, I went into L&D and I started to bring in more and more mindset, more and more in well-being and saw great results. And then in, in 2013, um, I got a, like a really bad diagnosis from my dad, like he was diagnosed with having Alzheimer's. And I'd had really positive mental health. I'd had members of my family, you know, had we'd had the conversations. I'd had members of family who'd suffered and had challenges. But actually, when that happened, it's the worst I've ever felt in my life. And I thought, There's, I've got to do something really positive about this because this is really challenging. And I've never felt like I, I, I spiraled. Um, so I did a lot of learning around mindfulness, Reiki, NLP, hypnotherapy. I learned and learned and learned and learned. And it was just the best experience because it really prepared me for the worst. For when my, my father did pass away, I was in a much stronger place. Um, and I wanted to use that. I wanted to use that experience and that learning and bring that into an organization. Um, so I'm actually currently very close to qualifying as a therapist very nice congrats yeah which is great absolutely great and um when I interviewed to come to Amori Bond like the excitement about well-being the excitement about the fact that I am going to be a qualified therapist and what that could look like with the group L&D role it was just just a magical combination this is a company that really is not ticking well-being boxes that lives and breathes it so yeah, that's that's where the excitement about the well-being comes from, really. I think you're right in that. In the from the learning aspect to the personality aspect to the to the success someone can have, you know, it is it makes sense, right? If you create a conducive environment, even the individual, then you're going to have a better performance, and then you'll feel better, and then you'll do it again, and it, it it's that cycles, you know. And and you're right. I know, you know, everyone over the around the world has, has faced some incredible challenges the last eighteen months. And I know Amoria Bond have come up with a number of examples of of well being from, you know, whether it's the Progressive Lives Everywhere podcast, our other podcast, or um, you know, some of the classes they ran for people, you know, the Chimp Paradox, things like this. I mean, can you give us some examples of the commitment that Amoria Bond have got? Yeah, so it's superb. I mean, I'm only four weeks in and I've done a bit of research, like what have we done so far? And some amazing stuff. And this is coming like right from the top. I think this is where the different lies. I think usually you've got like, you've got the board, but then you've got like a HR team who are who are driving all this and, and saying how, how important it is to the board. And, you know, this is why it'll be great. But this is right from the top. So right from the top, like the people who, who set up the partners who own the business have said, we believe in this stuff and this is really important. And I've seen there's a YouTube playlist with hit and Pilates and physical well-being. And I know people are very big on physical well-being here and, and I really love that. Everyone have their watches counting all their steps and it's all linked to charity, which is also amazing. Um, but also there's been lots of work around things like the Chimp Paradox, which I love 
the chimp paradox and we will see more of that because that will be written into future things that we're going to bring forward but also we had like an expert who's got recruitment experience come in and talk about mental well-being and recruitment from personal experience so we've actually got industry experts who are from our industry who understand that it can be a really challenging role it can be the best role in the world and it and it is an amazing role i mean i was it, it was i was torn between l and d and actually doing the job itself because it's an amazing job satisfaction but it's challenging it's a roller coaster ride and we have got lots to support that which is brilliant and it's not only one area. I think sometimes with well-being, it becomes like a trendy area that everyone are doing. <laughs> but it, this is the full package because it's also it's like your physical, your mental, your financial well-being. Um, it's also people being allowed to be authentic, their real authentic self at work. And I think that is a really strong message here. Really strong. So, yeah, there's a lot already being done and there's, there's a lot that can be done going forward as well. What kind of plans you've already got around that? Maybe you can share with us uh, that might improve the well-being. What are the next steps? I think the good thing is we've used a lot of external suppliers and had some like really great impact from that. But because of all my qualifications in mindfulness, in NLP and in the hypnotherapy areas, then there's a lot that I can actually do internally for us. So, you know, some really nice, bite-sized sessions that we can run on a regular basis. Um, actually, a, a thing that I really enjoy that, that is a big thing here is people actually going and, and talking to each other. As basic as that, let's all go in and talk to each other and like have dedicated time and space where you can share with other people. I really like that we've got mental health first aiders in, in all offices all around the world. Yeah, it's, it's a good it's a good initiative, right? It's a sim- simple, but c- c- could be really effective as well. Absolutely. And I think that real person who works for your organisation, who cares about you, that can be the, the difference between somebody actually asking for help and support or not. Because I've worked in a, in a lot of organisations where all, they've got all the best intentions, they've got a brilliant sort of employee assistance programme, when you're having like an emergency mental health situation sometimes the asking for help is the very hardest part um see right you're like putting on this you know happy face and this work persona i think sometimes if someone's close to you and they're in your office environment and they're really approachable because these are great people the mental first mental health first aiders that can sometimes really open something up that might not have happened. I know people who've gone and they've rang an employee assistance and they've had like a very cold, you know, call center scripted experience in the initial stage. And actually, if you've got a real challenge and you've got an emergency situation, that's, um, it can be really counterproductive. So having people around you that are known to you that you know like are invested in this because they really genuinely care they've done the qualification because they want you to approach them i think it's it's a, makes a huge difference so having that support having the sessions that we're going to do also external providers and experts in their field the physical side as well is is really important that release of serotonin instead of us running on cortisol all the time think all these things um, going forward are going to be absolutely great and and I can I'm going to qualify as a therapist and 
bringing a lot of what I've been taught through the therapy, which is, I think one of the strongest messages are the words that you speak to yourself are so powerful. I heard that actually on a, another podcast um, where they're talking about self-talk. In general, people self-talk pretty negatively, right? They, they, in general. But um, the way they put it is, if you heard someone else talking to someone else, the way you talk to yourself, what would you do about it? And it kind of made me stop from, oh, geez, actually, you you know the phrase, be kinder. You are you are your, your own worst critic internally sometimes. So I think that self-voice is um, is a tough challenge. So that's, that's, that's really cool if there's if there's tips and advice and we can help people with that. I, I heard a, a tip the other day, the, um, the self-praise voice note. So you create a voice note for yourself and you actually praise yourself. Now it sounds quite maybe, maybe an ego trip for some or something, but you literally tell you, tell the person, uh, you, why you like, what, what's good about you, what's your intentions, et cetera, et cetera. And then you can call upon it. So if you're feeling down, listen to it. I, I don't know. I don't know the practicality, but there's something in there. I really love that and I'm so glad that you've said that and I think part of us talking about well-being and mental health is you know being really authentic and going like yeah I've, I've had I've listened to how I talk to myself and I am pretty negative about myself and yeah if when I listen to the things I say to myself I wouldn't say that to anybody like not even my worst enemy so that is brilliant that, that you've you've also recognized that and you've thought actually I'm going to try and be nice or be kinder to yourself because it all starts with you. It really does. And I think if people who are new to recruitment, that negative self-talk, I mean, it can go off the scale, can't it, in those early days? Yeah, yeah. And you, you can't. You take me nicely to, to my next question around advice, really. I mean, I know for me, if, if I was going to give advice, you know, because it can be overwhelming, I, I would say um, go in as much as you can, knowing it's going to be overwhelming, kind of accept that, okay, this will be a challenge. It is a, a, a roller coaster, as you put it. But then having that there, that you know that, then bringing some tools to the table. So I go, okay, I accept this is the challenge. I know there's going to be overwhelming moments, but this is what I've already got ready to help me with it. You know, don't go in and just, just like you say, fly on cortisol, you know, go in and go, okay, I've got a bit of a plan here. I mean, what advice would you give to, to someone new to Amoria Bond or new to recruitment? So you've made like an excellent point there. So what happens is everywhere I've ever worked in L&D and recruitment, and there's a few of them, um, then what happens is as experienced people, what we try to do is we try to manage the expectations of the people who are new to the business. And we say to them, it's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. You might find in three months time, you have a massive slump and you feel like it's not going anywhere. You hit that wall, persevere, be resilient, yeah? So we all say this message because what we're trying to do is we're trying to manage their expectations. We're trying to get them to understand that, you know, it, it can be quite challenging. It's it's a long game because you'll have found the same as me, like the longer you do the job, the easier it becomes. And those people who are doing amazing, <laughs> you come in and you're new and you're so jealous of those people who just look like it's so easy and it's all just happening for them, but they've put years of work into that. The 10-year overnight success. <laughs> yeah. What what I do say is let's not try and be too negative in that early stage because I've seen a lot of people do very well in a very short period of time. I know there's someone in Manchester who's like eight weeks in and doing phenomenally, phenomenally well. Now, some of that is because we've got amazing training, but some of that is the person's mindset. 
So try not to just go, do you know what, in three months, it's going to be terrible because then it's probably going to be terrible in three months. So think, do you know what, it's going to be challenging. There will be difficult times. We're dealing with human beings. You know, they change their minds sometimes. But actually, I'm going to be amazing at this job. I've, I've been picked because I'm so great. I've got all these skills and I'm going to be great at it. And try and change the narrative and talk to yourself in a very positive way. One of the best things ever, and an example of this for me, was when I was about to go on maternity leave, I said to everyone in the office, I have this feeling I'm just going to do amazing just before I go on maternity leave. I'm going to be like almost annoyed because it's going to start going so well and then I have to go on maternity leave as much as I adored being on maternity leave, like I won't lie. Um, but lo and behold, two, a couple of months before I went on maternity leave, personal best, personal best, it comes from within. It, you know yourself, Andy, you've had those times where you think, I think I'm going to do a couple of really great months here and then it unfolds. So that the way you talk to yourself is very important. I'd also say like, do give yourself mindful moments as well. So if things are not going to plan and you're feeling a little bit stressed, like just get out in nature and breathe and walk and just like try and close off that noise in your head for a little while. Because actually it's been proven that being mindful and having mindful moments makes you more productive so as much as when we're doing the job we think how am I meant to find the time to do this it's really productive yeah you could even be um, a lot of people talk about breath work don't they and stuff like that you can you could take even five minutes do do the x amount of breaths and within five minutes you're uh, you're back in some sort of space or, you know, even just like you say, just moving room, moving location. It's, it's, you know, there's, there's, I think there's a few simple mindful techniques that people can adopt. You know, I think even the uh, the rugby player, Johnny Wilkinson refers to the fact whatever you're doing, if you take a moment to be mindful around it, you'll be calmer with it and you'll, you'll execute better. You know, even washing the dishes. Okay, how am I washing the dishes? Let's take a moment here because uh, it's the old phrase, less haste, more speed. Yeah. You know, you, you can be fast, but you don't need to rush. So take a moment, take a moment. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea. Yeah. It really is. It's funny because we were brought up in the early days of recruitment where everything was just rushing because everything was like, you've got to be fast, fast, fast. And obviously you do. You know, if you if you need to get like somebody out really quickly into a role, you do you want to work fast to do that. But the way to be fast and effective is to actually just take some time for yourself as well to actually just be in the moment. And actually it's it's a really nice feeling when you do it. You feel good about yourself. It tricks your brain into thinking that you're calm, even if you're not calm. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, uh, with planning, you, you know, you, if you're having that kind of day, you get to lunchtime or mid-morning or whatever, you take a moment, you go, okay, how have I done on the plan? Where am I up to on my, my list? Is it still the same plan? Re, re, rewrite it. Take, take a moment, rewrite it. And go, okay, actually, I feel calmer, clearer. This is my first task. Yeah, I really agree with you on that. I really agree with you. I do that a lot. You know, I do stop and I, and I write. And writing makes me channel that calm feeling and, and it makes you feel like really organised and that's really important, right, in our job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you're you trying to organise, you know, organise chaos, say, right? It is that. Look, I, th I, I, I think, well, as you said right at the start, Amoria Bond have got a great platform already and have done a lot of great work already whether it is training whether it's culture personality the activities around well-being but what else do you enjoy so far as someone fresh to the business you know for you you can see it right now what what else do you think is great about working here 
so I feel really, really well aligned to the culture of the business. I'm really passionate about learning and it comes like right from the top. Usually it's a battle with the board to try and take L&D seriously. So there's no battle. It's just like, this is who we are and this is what we believe. And we believe that L&D is how you become the absolute best for your clients, for your candidates, for consultants, for everybody. And that's such a lovely, refreshing feeling, you know, to just come into an organization where everybody loves learning. So that is probably number one. The way well-being is taken so seriously and is so important. And actually, happiness does lead to like really productive teams and it, and it, it makes absolute business sense. Um, D&I, like I, I'm so passionate about D&I and so is the business. We have like committees for women, ascend for women, for D&I, for well-being. You know, we're making sure that there is a plan, there is a strategy and, it's, and it comes right from the top. So yeah, that makes me like, you know, jump out of bed in the morning and come to work. You, you need to feel like that, don't you? I think you need to be passionate about what you're doing. And, and it ma- I think Amoria Bond makes it easy, really. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. No, I think, I think that goes right from the, you know, the, the idea of profess, right. And that, that, that sort of golden thread running through of how you want to be, how you want to treat people. Um, and yeah, that, that whole learning piece, I think if you think about the, the role we've described today and, and the mechanics of it, you go, well, if you face a challenge, it could be mental, could be physical, could be the, the role itself, any challenge you reach Amoria Bond's typical philosophy behind it will be, okay, let's analyze it. Let's learn. Let's see how do we do how do we do it different? What else can we do? How do we do it better? And it's always taking that moment of going, okay, let's reflect and learn. Let's reflect and learn. Let's be better. Let's let's not stand still or accept. So yeah, I think you you, you make a really good point there. So what do you love most about Amoria Bond? Oh, it's gotta be the people. The people are amazing here. I mean, I'm this is only week four and I feel so welcome. The people are really welcoming. People, when people sit in reception, like everyone are like, are you okay? Do you need anything? Can I, you know, everyone go out of their way to make people feel comfortable. Before I started, um, like people would link in with me and be like, we know you're starting, looking forward to you starting. This is who I am. Absolutely amazing. Um, we had a, a belated Christmas do as soon as I came and um, Lindsay, who's one of the managers, she was like, do you want to come with me? I know you're new, you know, that people go out of the way to make you feel like you're not new, like you are part part of the company. Um, but actually the culture is definitely attracting these amazing people. So I think they do go kind of hand in hand. I think sometimes some of the management I've heard people refer to the culture, it can be like a cross between a family and a sports team. And it's that that sense of belonging. And even at the size it is now, obviously still, still a relatively medium sized organization, but there's still that 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 feeling of um, we're in this together. Yeah, and that's priceless, isn't it? And I think that I think that even though the company's grown so dramatically and still is, I think keeping that beating heart of the owners and how it all began, as it grows and grows, it's going to be a massive success because people are going to want to join and going to want to be part of this. It's it, it's positivity is number one in the values and i think that just speaks volumes it really does that's what i think that's where it starts and ends and i i think 
whether it's a Moria Bond or recruitment in general, I think if, like you said throughout, if you have your mindset right, you've got these habits in place, you, you've you've got uh, that moment of mindfulness or well-being tools in your toolkit, wherever you've got them from, that that's a that's the start point, right? That is the start point. So it's it's great that we've got that for sure. Um, thank you, thank you so much, Lisa. Um, thanks for your insights. I'm sure anyone who listened today will get some gems, and I'm sure you've probably prompted a few people whether it's oh what 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 about mindfulness or what about the chimp paradox or oh what about this or so you know I'm, I'm sure if any of the any listeners that you know you might be getting a few uh messages to find out more about as well please do yeah get in touch um it's really nice to just have a chat even if you're just a little bit interested and want to have an informal chat then definitely do yeah well, I've gained some good knowledge and I know obviously the, the tools you've shared that you've got, so I'll definitely be picking some brains for sure. So thank you. Absolutely. It's great. It's been great. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. Until the next time. See you soon. Take care.